ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله بارك الله فيكم جميعا الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى he has allowed us to live to see another ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to live to see the coming and the leaving of another ramadan and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accept from us our fasting that he accept from us our standing that he accept from us our salawat that he accept from us all of our righteous good deeds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in his noble book ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun Allah Ta'ala he says what means oh you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon those who came before you so that perhaps you will attain piety so that perhaps you will attain taqwa so in order that you will attain taqwa and piety and fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala ya ibadullah this deen is a deen wherein as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he informed us at dinun nasiha at dinun nasiha that the deen is the giving of the good advice the deen is the giving of the good advice at dinun nasiha So from the standpoint of the giving of the advice ya ibadullah and from the standpoint of the reminder ya ibadullah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says wa dhakir fa inna dhikra tanfa'u al-mu'minin and remind them because verily the reminder it benefits the believers so from the standpoint of reminding and from the standpoint of giving advice then I advise myself as I advise all of you ya ibadullah with taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because from the goals and from that which we want to reach and from the purpose of the fasting so that we gain taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we are acclimated so that we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i don't want you to look at the fasting of the month of ramadan as if that was a goal within within itself just to fast the month and then that's it but rather the fasting of the month was so that we may develop fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so with that usikum wa nafsi bi taqwa Allah azza wa jalla fa inna jami' al khair wa asas al sa'ada 
وزاد النافع في الدنيا وفي الآخرة في التقوى because the all of the good and the foundation of happiness and the best of provisions and the best and most beneficial of provisions inside of this world and in the next that it is taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَتَزَاوَدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ taqwa and brave provisions take provisions for yourself prepare for yourself provisions like when you go on a journey you gather for yourself provisions those things that you would need for the course of that journey so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to take provisions what are these provisions in which Allah ta'ala is commanding us to take Allah ta'ala says take provisions and verily the best of the provisions then it is taqwa the best of the provisions then it is taqwa to have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah Ta'ala, he goes on to say in the very same verse, وَاتَّقُونِي So fear me, so have taqwa of me. Ya ulil albab, all those who have albab, albab, then albab this means those who possess a sound intellect, those who have a mind, those who have a brain that works properly, then fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because those of intellect, those who have brains that work properly, then the only option, the only thing that it will bring you to will be to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Waqala ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal nas, ya ayyuhal nas, attaqu rabbakum. Ya ayyuhal nas, O you mankind, O mankind, O human beings, attaqu rabbakum. Fear your Lord. Fear your Lord, Azza wa Jal. Allah Ta'ala, He reminds us of those benefits that we get when we fear Him. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, He reminds us of the benefits that we get from fearing Him. Is that what? Inna zalzalat al-sa'ah. Because verily the quaking of the last hour, then it will be something that is tremendous indeed. So taqwa ya ibad, then this will be that provision that will benefit us on this hour. This will be that provision that will benefit us yawmul qiyamah. This will be that provision that will benefit us when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَالْتَمْذُوا النَّفْسُ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Allah Ta'ala, He says, O you who believe, fear Allah, and let every one of you look to that which he has put forward for tomorrow. Look, every one of us look forward to that we has put forward for tomorrow. And the ulama, they explain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he called yawmul qiyamah, he called the sa'ah al-ghad, he called it tomorrow because it's something that is near, it's something that will happen fast, it's something that is not a far along away, but it's something that is close. So Allah ta'ala, he's telling us to prepare for that which will soon strike, to prepare for that which will soon strike. And we prepare for that by way of what? By way of taqwa. So Allah ta'ala, he says, so look every soul to that which he has put forward for tomorrow. Let us look. What have we put forward? Have we put forward righteous good deeds or have we put forward evil? Have we put forward obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or have we put forward sin and transgression? So Allah ta'ala, he says, Allah and fear Allah. Inna Allah. Because verily Allah Allah, He's well aware of what we are doing. Allah is well aware of what we are doing. Allah knows what I am doing. He knows what you are doing. He knows what we show. He knows what we hide. He knows what is the secret. He knows what we do in secret. He knows what we do in the open. So Allah Ta'ala, He tells us. Allah Ta'ala, He reminds us. Allah Ta'ala, He commands us. Allah Ta'ala, He admonishes us and He warns us. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ 
So do not be like those who forget. They forget Allah. So therefore, in reality, thus they have forgotten themselves. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Because verily, these are the ones, they are the criminals. These are the ones, they are the criminals. Allah Ta'ala, He explains to us, what is the reward for those who fear Him? As Allah Ta'ala, He says, Verily, those who have fear of Allah, then they will be inside of the gardens and they will be inside of the springs. For them will be the garden, for them will be the springs. Allah Ta'ala, He informs us that in the next life, for those who fear Allah, then they will have the ultimate reward. Allah Ta'ala, He also informs us that those who fear Allah, then this will be from the greatest things that they can do inside this dunya. This will be from the greatest things that they can do to get past any type of difficulty that they may be in. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهُ مَن حَيْثُ لَا Allah Ta'ala, He says, and whoever fears Allah, then He will make for them a way out. Whoever fears Allah, He will make for them a way out. A way out of every difficulty, a way out of everything that plagues them, everything that ails them, everything that worries them, everything that causes them anxiety. If you fear Allah, Allah will make for you a way out. And Allah Ta'ala, He says, what means, and He will provide for you. He will give to you risk. He will provide for you from ways that you did not even imagine. He will provide from you from ways which you didn't think about, ways you didn't contemplate about, ways which you didn't see coming. Allah Ta'ala, He will provide for you from ways which you didn't see, ways you did not imagine. So we understand from this Ya'iban that the best thing or from the best things that we can have in this world and from the best things that we can have in the hereafter or from the best things that will give goodness to our life in this world and in the hereafter is the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala he says, in taqtaqullah, if you fear Allah, if you fear Allah, يَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ فُرْقَانًا Then Allah will make for you furqana. He will give to you the criterion so that you will be able to distinguish between truth and between falsehood. This, ya ibad, is something that is tremendous indeed. Because how many people are fooled and tricked by the shaitan? How many people the shaitan, he beautifies for them their actions so that they do evil and they think that is good? How many of the people the shaitan, he corrupts their, their perception so that they look upon evil as if it is good and they look upon good as if it is bad? How many of the people are corrupted? They are not able to distinguish between truth and falsehood. Allah Ta'ala, He says, and if we fear Him, if we fear Allah, then He will make for us a criterion so that we're able to distinguish between truth and between falsehood. And this is one of the benefits from one of the greatest benefits of fearing Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. As from the opposite, not fearing Allah Ta'ala, from the greatest calamities and from the greatest tragedies of not fearing Allah, is that we will not be able to distinguish between truth and falsehood. We will not be able to distinguish between good and between bad. These are those individuals who have destroyed themselves by way of their own hands to the point that they are blinded. They can't see what is good from what is wrong. They can't see that which is that which is khair from that which is sharr. They don't know that which is obedience from that which is disobedience. They don't know. They're not able to distinguish that which is good from that which is bad. And this is due to what their own hands have put forward. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, رَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ That they will have a covering upon their heart. They will have a covering upon their heart. 
the Salaf, they said, this covering upon a heart, it means that an individual, he will not be able to distinguish between truth and falsehood. He will not be able to distinguish between good and bad. Why is this? Why would this be for them? Allah Ta'ala, He says, Because of what they used to do. This is what they had earned with their own hands. So from the greatest benefits of taqwa, is that we'll be able to distinguish between truth and falsehood. And from the greatest tragedies of not having taqwa, is that we will not have this criterion, we will not be able to distinguish between truth and falsehood. Allah Ta'ala, He says about those who fear them, fear Him. Allah Ta'ala, He says about those who fear Him, وَيُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ That He will emancipate for them or He will remove for them their sins and pardon for them their sins. He will remove their sins, wipe their sins away from them. And He will forgive them. And He will forgive them. This is for who? These are for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is a comfort, ya ibad, that we have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we fear Allah with a true fearing. That we have fear of Allah. And what is the reality of fearing Allah? As the ulama they explain, is that we do those things in which Allah has commanded us to do. And that we stay away from those things that Allah has commanded us to stay away from. This is what it means to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how we illustrate fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not that which comes upon the tongue, just a mere claim that we have fear of Allah. But it is that which is upon the tongue, that which is in the heart, that which is manifest upon the limbs, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah Ta'ala to make us of those who fear Him. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make us of those who taste the sweetness of Iman. Because from having the sweetness of Iman is that we fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We actualize the Tawheed of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We have fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And we hate the opposite of that. Just like we would hate to be thrown inside of the fire. As it comes in the authentic hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Where he says, Thalathun, Thalathun. That there are three things. There are three characteristics. There are three traits. Man, 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 man kunna fihi. That whoever has them inside of himself, wajida bihinna halawatil iman. Then he will find by way of them the sweetness of faith. Which one of us accept that we want to taste the sweetness of faith? Which one of us accept that we want the sweetness of faith? So pay close attention to these characteristics. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, أَن يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ That Allah and His Messenger أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهِمَا That Allah and His Messenger, they are more beloved to Him than other than them. They are more beloved to Him than other than them. That He loves them more than everything else. He loves Allah and His Messenger more than everything else. So we have to ask ourselves, do we love Allah and His Messenger more than we love ourselves? Do we in reality? Because whenever we were knowingly, whenever we would premeditatively do something that we know is in disobedience to Allah, something that we know the Prophet ﷺ, he has informed us that it is haram, then this is as if we are taking our desires, that we are choosing our desires, what we want, our loves, our lust, over that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded us with. And this bila shak wa bila rayb will be an illustration of a weakness in our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But 
This will be an illustration, as Imam bin Baz, he mentioned, this will be an illustration of the weakness, of the weakness of our shahadatain. This will be an illustration of the weakness or some deficiency inside of our application and actualization of the shahadatain. The Prophet ﷺ, he goes on to say, because, and I want you to pay close attention to this, because we have to be selfless in the sense, meaning that we have to make all of our decisions, all of our moves, all of our stances based upon the kitab, based upon the sunnah, based upon love for Allah and love for the Prophet ﷺ, based upon obedience to Allah and obedience to His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So therefore, when it comes to our loving and who we love, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi goes on to say the next characteristic. وَإِنْ يُحِبَّ الْمَرُ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ and that he loves the individual and he only loves him for Allah. This is what I meant when I say selfless. That we love and our love is based upon loving for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are close so we are near to those who are obedient to Allah. And we show them love. And we have love for them. And we love them. We love them why? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether we know their names or not. Whether they have done something good for us or not. Whether we have ever spoken to them or not. Whether we have ever met them or not. If they are fearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we love them. We love them for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the opposite also could be said. For those who are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For those who come with bid'ah inside of the deen. Then we don't have... Uh, we don't show them this type of love, but we have for them what? For that, we have for them hatred. Hatred for what? Hatred for who? Hatred for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Due to their disobedience to Allah, due to their bid'ah, their innovation inside of the deen, that we hate them for that which they have brought forward. Even if we know them, even if they are close relatives, even if they have done much for us, even if they had done much good for us, then we don't love them. We don't have love for them with that complete love. Why? Because they are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ, he goes on to mention the last characteristic and he says, وَإِن يَقْرَهَ إِن يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَذَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَقْرَهُ إِنْ يُقْذَفَ فِي النَّارِ And that, he hates to return to disbelief. He hates to return to disbelief. I want you to listen and pay attention. That he hate to return to disbelief in all its shapes, types, and forms. They hate to return to disbelief after Allah has guided them and saved them from it. Just like they will hate to be thrown inside of a fire. Just like they will hate to be thrown inside of the fire. Ya ibadullah. We know that from the disbelief, that which enters into it is the kafir lifestyle. That which enters into it is the kafir lifestyle, the kafir mentality, the kafir thinking. So we have to ask ourselves honestly, do we adorn ourselves with something from that lifestyle, that which is particular to them? Do we adorn ourselves with something from their thinking, that which is particular to them? Do we adorn ourselves with traits and aspects of their mentality, that which is particular to them? Because the Prophet said, Whoever imitates a people, then he is from them. Do we truly hate kufr in all its shapes, types, forms, and manifestations? Do we truly hate that un-Islamic lifestyle? Do we truly hate that un-Islamic behavior? Do we truly hate the un-Islamic traits? If this is the case, then we shouldn't be those who adorn ourselves with anything from them. Correct? 
They hate to return to kufr just like they hate to be thrown inside of the fire. These are from the traits by way in which we are, we will taste the sweetness of Iman. These are the traits of those who fear Allah Azza wa Jal. These are from the traits of those who have taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who have taqwa of Him in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Those who are avid worshippers of Him in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Those who are busy themselves with reading the Quran and contemplating over the Quran and gaining understanding of the Quran in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Those who are reading through the Sunnah of Mustafa وسلم, and trying to gain understanding of the Sunnah of Mustafa وسلم, and trying trying to implement the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ inside of Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Those who live their lives according to the kitab and the sunnah based upon the understanding of the self of this ummah inside of Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Those who are obedient to him in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Because it's about us having taqwa, ya ibad. It's about us fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we want to be successful. So therefore the advice on this day of the aid like every other day of the year the advice in this moment like the advice in every other moment at the head of it and at the top of it then it will be to fear Allah Azza wa Jal to fear Allah Azza wa Jal to fear Allah Azza wa Jal Hada ya ibad wa jazakumullahu khayra wa taqabbalallah minna wa minkum Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen